Today I'm going to be talking to you about the, the gifts of God, and the title was From God with Love. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, it says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. And so gifts are given, and uh, we're going to be talking about the nine spiritual gifts, but there's way more than nine, just so you know. Uh, there's many, many gifts that God uh, has given to the body of Christ, and you have one of them, two of them, or some of them. And uh, some people think they may have a gift, and, and they just desire to have that. Have you ever seen American Idol? I haven't seen it in a while, but I've seen You talk about entertainment. And I'm not talking about the ones who can sing. I'm talking about, you know, you just think, did you not have any friends or relatives that told you you could not sing? I'm not a singer, but I know when somebody can sing and when somebody, it's like, Jesus, help us, save us, make the power go out or something. But anyway, uh, some of those people get up there and they start going, hi, sir. And you just think, just stop. You're, it's painful. You're, and they said, and they would ask him, do you think you can sing? Yes. Yes. And everybody's going, no, no. So, you know, your gift, this is the thing. It should be a blessing to those that are hearing it or, or, or around you. It should be a blessing to them, not just you. Are you hearing me? So the gifts that God gives us are not for ourselves. Everything that God gives you as far as a gift is concerned is not for your salvation is for you. All the promises are for you. But the gifts that he gives you are for others. Others. You know, and that's why it's great to come to church because, you know, so many times I've heard Christians say this. Well, I just didn't get nothing out of that service. Well, you come to church to get, but you also come to give. Give, you know, to encourage people, whatever it may be. Uh, and I'm not just talking about finances. I'm just talking about what God has put inside of you. And God has put something inside of each and every one of us. You've got something inside of you. So uh, one of the main functions of the Holy Spirit is to demonstrate the reality of an unseen God to a lost world. I'm going to say that again. One of the main functions of the Holy Spirit is to demonstrate the reality of an unseen God to a lost world. I'm telling you, people need to, to, you know, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. We all understand that. We all understand that. Everybody's <laughs> gone. Uh, so we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Having that kind of revelation, though, the world does not know that. They want to see. They want to feel. So they can know. And the Bible even talks about blessed are they who have not seen yet believe. So there is a blessing in that. Having said that, that does not mean, listen to me, that does not mean that God does not want people to see and experience God. My point is this, that God wants people to experience him. Whatever that may look like, he wants people to experience him. Amen. And I believe, I believe this, this is my opinion, but I sense it in my heart that we are going to see manifestations of the goodness of God. We're going to see people healed. We're going to see lives change. We're going to see supernatural finances. We're going to see supernatural things happen. And people are going to take a step back and say, that was God. 
It wasn't because of your intellect. It wasn't because of anything to do with your ability. Nothing to do with your ability. It was all God. Amen. So, let me just take one side note here. uh, That uh, when you talk about gifts, you know, it, it can draw some flakiness out of people. It can. People have been flaky. I've been in some flaky meetings in the... Uh, probably since 1980, 79, 80, you know, when I started being moved into the, the supernatural gifts and things like that, started knowing about it. Man, I've seen some flaky stuff. I haven't seen it all, but I've seen enough. And, uh, but that doesn't discount the real. Are you hearing me? It doesn't discount the real. Uh, and the church isn't built upon the gifts of the Spirit. I know there's somebody who left our church one time and says, well, I just have to see the Spirit move every Sunday, you know. But this is the problem. Jesus didn't say my church will be built upon the gifts. He said to Peter, upon the revelation that you realize that I am the Christ, the Son of the living God, and upon this revelation, I'm going to build my church. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8 through 10, love never fails, but whether there are prophecies... They will fail whether there are tongues, they will cease whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, that which is in part shall be done away with. People stand on this scripture about, you know, the gifts have vanished, they're gone, they've left. They, and they use this scripture quite often about this is why I don't believe in the gifts anymore. Well, there's one small problem in this scripture, if you believe that. It says... Um, but whether there are prophecies, 1 Corinthians 13, 8, whether there be prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Now, I know you may think knowledge has vanished away for some people <laughs> when you talk to them. But knowledge has. <laughs> just put all those pictures of your mind of all the people. Just don't go there, all right? Some of you, you just, man, just a boom. Photo album just popped up of all the people you thought of in that. But anyway, uh, knowledge is increasing, leaps and bounds. So, how can you stand on that scripture and say, you know, prophecy is done away with, the gifts are done away with? Uh, then you're going to have to say, knowledge has been done away with, and it has not. So, you can't believe that. So, um, I believe that God wants to. And this is why I'm teaching on this. You say, why are you teaching this? How is this going to be beneficial? It's not only going to be beneficial, but I believe it's going to wake up some things on the inside of you. I believe the church is ready and primed just to be woke up, to be woke up. I forgot what uh, man of God, this was probably 30, 40, 50 years ago. And uh, he said he had a vision of a, uh, you remember Gulliver, it was a Gulliver's Travels? I'm going by, who, who was a big giant, was it? Okay, I'm going by way long ago. And uh, he, these little people, help me out here with this story, these little people, you know, a lot shorter than me, okay? Not that kind of little, little bitty little people. Anyway, and they threw ropes over him to tie him down because he was sleeping. Am I getting this story right? Okay, I could have some help here, just... <laughs> Show you now how many's gone. 
So they tied. It's been years and years so I've, that I've even remembered this. But uh, So this big giant's laying down. And so they thought they had him tied down. And all of a sudden, he woke up. And when he woke up, it was just like thread to him. It wasn't rope. So he just popped, popped, popped and stood up. And he stood up, and it was this monster giant. And all the little people started running and everything. And they were scared and everything. And he, if I remember right, you know, he made friends with them. That's my story. <laughs> he made friends with them, and they lived happily ever after. Anyway. I always tell my kids, you know, they go watch movies. I say, does it end good? And they say, if they say no, I, go, I am not going to spend 10 or 12 bucks for a sad movie. If it, I don't care how great. It's great for 90%, but it, then she dies in the end. I'm not watching that. Anyway, why pay money to, to get depressed? But anyway, um, so I just, this back to my story. This man had a, a vision of that's the body of Christ. That's the church. That the, he, the church is going to just be woken up. And everything that's tried to tie it down, everything that's tried to hold it down, it's going to become like threads. And it's just going to go pop, pop, pop. And he's going to stand upright. And the world's going to know that the church is alive and well and that Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. I believe that. You know, they've tried to keep Jesus out of, out of schools. They try to keep... Jesus out of businesses. They try to keep Jesus out of the media. They try to keep Jesus out of the politics. I'm telling you what, it's all going to be a failure. You can't keep Jesus out of this planet. I don't care how hard you try or how strong you think you are or how popular you may be, whether it's Hollywood or some politician, you're not going to win against God. <laughs> so, you know, it's... it's uh, Or just, it's futile. That word came from Star Trek. Anyway, moving right along. You would be amazed if you could see inside my mind what goes on while I'm preaching. <laughs> be better than any movie you've ever seen in your life. Now that's entertainment. But all right. Anyway, in Romans chapter 12, I just want to mention these gifts. Romans 12, 6, God's marvelous grace imparts to each one of us. God's marvelous grace imparts to each one of us. That would include you, would it not? Varying gifts and ministries that are uniquely ours. So if God has given you the grace gift of prophecy, you must activate your gift by using the proportion of faith you have to prophesy. If, if your grace gift is serving, yeah, some of you may have a gift of serving. But first, you're going to have to serve to, to realize. Okay, moving right along. Then thrive in serving others well. If you have the grace gift of teaching, then be actively teaching and training others. If you have a grace gift of encouragement, then use it often to encourage others. Did you know there's a gift to, to encourage others? If there's a time on our planet that we need people with that gift to wake up, it's now, man. I mean, they're so, people wanted, and this is the thing, everybody wants to put people down, get dirt on everybody, you know, and, and let me just say this, everybody's got dirt, so I don't know why people are trying, and then they cancel them out once they find out dirt, well, honey, if we find out something about you, you be canceled, everybody be canceled, cancel here, cancel there, everywhere I cancel, and let me just say this, 
You know, just because you put somebody else's light out doesn't make your light shine any brighter. People go, oh, the world's a dark place. I said, well, maybe one part of it is because everybody's putting everybody's light out. Makes it dark when everybody puts their light out. You know? And then they complain about the darkness. Well, you stupid thing, you quit putting everybody's light out. I apologize. Not really. No, I'm not going to. No, no. I'll take the apology back. But anyway, if you, where are we at? Encourage if you have the great gifts of giving to meet the needs of others, then you may prosper in your generosity without any fanfare. If you have the gift of leadership, be passionate about your leadership. And if you have the gift of showing compassion, then flourish in your cheerful display of compassion. Now, let me just say this, because some of you are already going there in your mind. Well, I don't have that gift of compassion. That's why I'm not compassionate about people. No, that's not what he's saying. <laughs> don't smack your husband and say, you know, I just don't have encouragement in me. No, we're, if you don't, you can work on encouraging. Don't use that for an excuse. I caught you, didn't I? I'm not ever going to give because I don't have the gift of giving. No, that, this is people who are elevated in that realm. I met a, a guy in Tulsa when I was at Bible school. He was just like 21, 22 years old. He was making money. Selling car, high-end cars. He was making so much money. And I talked to him one time. I go, you are one young whippersnapper to be making that kind of money selling these high-end cars. He says, well, there's a reason. And I said, I'd like to know. He says, I have a gift to give. And so I have to have a lot of money to be able to do that. So God helps me to make a lot of money so I can give a lot of money away. Anybody want that gift? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, Romans chapter 12, 1 through 12. This is what we're going to concentrate on. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about spiritual abilities, the King James Version says your gifts, the Spirit gives us. I don't want you to misunderstand this. I believe the King James says, I don't want you to be ignorant concerning spiritual gifts. The majority of the church world is ignorant when it comes to spiritual gifts. I'm telling it like it is. If you're visiting with us today, this is what you get. It may not be your cup of tea, but we also have coffee. But anyway, you know that you are still, verse 2, you know that you are still, let me read this again. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is the Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, this is basically what he's saying. He says when you're operating in the spiritual gifts, it will edify Jesus, number one. Are you hearing me? If it's not edifying Jesus, then you're probably not operating the gift. You're operating in your own mind. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but is the same God who does the work in all of us. Basically, what he's saying is that, you know, people say, you know, they'll see somebody move in a gift. And they go, well, that's how you, you move in that gift. Not necessarily. You know, that's the great thing about God. He uses you as you. He doesn't change you. He doesn't change. He uses you. 
and he's going to use me differently because of how I was raised, the influence that I had in my life, and the DNA that he's put inside of Mike Davis. You know? And that's why you see what you did up here. I don't go, you know, I, I knew this one minister. He changed his voice when he preached. And I thought, dear Lord, who is that masked man? I mean, he would get up and he would say, I just want you all to know that today we're going to learn about God. <laughs> and he lost me right then. And I went, who are you? That's not how you talk. So this is how I talk, just so you know. But God uses you as you. So don't think you have to become somebody or, or act like somebody or be used like somebody. God wants to use you as you. God works in different ways, but in the same God who does the work in all of us. Verse 7, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. That's first. Corinthians 12, verse 7. A spiritual gift is given to each of us, so what? So you can help people. Ladies and gentlemen, people need help. Some of you all need help. Just keep looking forward. Some of you just thought, I'm married to this. But no, we're just talking about everybody needs help. And listen, let's be honest. Everybody needs help now and then, no matter how great you think you are. Everybody needs help. The world needs help. Dear Lord, the world needs help. And it's easy to criticize the world. It's easy to criticize everything. It's easy to criticize people. It's easy to criticize politics. It's easy to criticize the school system. It's easy to criticize the church. It's just easy to criticize. But that doesn't help people. And the gifts can be used to help people. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. Who gives the gifts? It's God. He alone decides which gifts each person should have. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. It is with the body of Christ. And so in this passage, there's nine spiritual gifts that he's talking about. And let me just say this right off the bat. Just because you have any of these gifts does not mean you are spiritually mature or you are somebody. God gave you that for somebody else. And sometimes it's in spite of yourself. Moving right along. These are the nine gifts. Let me just pull them up. There's three what we there's different ways to categorize these. Different people categorize them different way. But the three revelation gifts that he talks here are the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. The next set, um, the power gifts, spiritual gifts that do something. The gift of faith, the working of miracles, the gift of healings. The last set, uh, utterance or inspirational gifts, spiritual gifts that say something. Prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. All right? So we're, we're, real quick, 
man, the time is almost already gone. I want to talk about the word of wisdom. It says word of wisdom, which means part. Word is a part of the sentence. It means it's not the whole sentence or the whole paragraph. It means just part. So God can give you a word, just a part of something. Super, it, this is what it means. A supernatural perspective to determine the divine means for accomplishing God's will in given situations. Divinely given power to appropriate spiritual intuition and problem solving. Uh, a sense of divine direction. Being led by the Holy Spirit to act appropriately in a given set of circumstances. Knowledge rightly applied. Uh, if you remember the story of Joseph in, in, in the Old Testament, you know, uh, Pharaoh had a dream. Joseph interpreted the dream that there was going to be a great famine. God gave Joseph a word of wisdom. And that word was, okay, we we're going to gather all of this grain and the food for seven years. That was supernatural wisdom of God. And what was it for? Was it for Joseph? Well, he got the benefit of it, but it was for the whole world. People from all over the world came to Egypt because Egypt was the known world. Let me say that. The known world because there was such great famine that hundreds of thousands of people probably would have died. Maybe tens of thousands back in then. But tens of thousands of people probably would have died because of famine. God says, I'm going to take care of you. And Joseph was used by God so that wouldn't happen. Listen to me. God wants things like that to happen so people don't perish. Today. In 2022, God wants to use people like that, all right? Word of knowledge. Again, it's a part. It's a fragment. Word of knowledge. Supernatural revelation by the Spirit of God concerning certain facts in the mind of God. It's facts about people, places, or things in the past or present. God wants you to get a word of knowledge to help people. To, maybe it will be something to encourage them. Maybe there's some people just been discouraged, oppressed, and God wants to give you a word for that person. And, and listen to me, when you, that happens, you know, back in the charismatic movement, you know, we were so silly. You know, we would just get spiritual. You know, it should be a pretty natural thing. It shouldn't be. I just want you to know that God spoke to me, and he said this. You know, right there, I'm ready to run. <laughs> Somebody comes up and approaches me like that, I'm going to go, I've got an appointment with somebody somewhere that I don't know about, but you know what I mean? Just be natural. Don't be weird. Get that spirit of weirdness off of you. Jesus wasn't weird, let me tell you. Well, I, how do I know that? Because uh, prostitutes and tax collectors and common folk followed him. And if he was weird... They would be the first ones that wouldn't follow him. Just saying. Gift of prophecy. It's to edify, exhortation, and comfort. So it's divinely inspired, anointed utterance. So even when somebody you hear somebody preaching, it could be prophecy like that. But it also could be supernatural proclamation. A manifestation of the Spirit of God, not your intellect. Uh, intellect, faith, and your will op are operative in this gift, but its exercise is not intellectually based. It's calling forth words from the Spirit of God. In other words, God's talking. 
And then number three is faith. This is a gift. Now, this is not just regular faith that you and I have possessed on the inside of this. This is supernatural faith. Supernatural faith. It's the supernatural ability to believe God without any doubt. It's the supernatural ability to combat unbelief and the ability to meet adverse circumstances with trust in God's messengers, messages and words. It's an inner conviction impelled by urgent and higher calling. In other words, you'll speak this out to somebody, and man, no matter what anybody's believing or what, it's going to happen. Supernatural faith. Gifts of healings, plural. It refers to supernatural healing without any human aid whatsoever. It does not discount the use of God's creative gifts. Now listen to me. This does not mean you have to have somebody pray over you or lay hands on you that is, has this supernatural gift. Like I know the Tiradas that are going to be coming next week. They are gifted in this. But that doesn't mean you, you have to have somebody like that to get anything that I'm talking about. Are you hearing me? But then God just gives these gifts because there's people that are struggling or for whatever reason. And listen, we've all struggled, so don't get uppity on me. Everybody struggled from time to time, and it's good for, you know, somebody, you know, I, I tell my wife, lay hands on me and pray for me. You know, you have the ability to receive healing and get healing to manifest it all by yourself. All by, no, we won't go there. But anyway, you have that ability. But if you're struggling, God has provided things for us to help us. Why? Because he doesn't want us to suffer. He doesn't want us to be sick. He doesn't want us to be poor. He doesn't want us to be discouraged. So he's done everything within his power, and he still keeps moving on people to help you up out of the pit. Working in miracles, supernatural power to intervene and counteract earthly and evil forces. It literally means a display of power given the ability to go beyond the natural. When Moses raised up his staff and the Red Sea opened up, that's not a natural thing. When Jesus turned the water into wine, that was not a natural thing. What was that? That was the gift of miracles, man. And what was the opening of the Red Sea? It's so that all the nation of Israel and everybody who went with them could escape. It was for their benefit. The water turned into wine was not just because Jesus became a bartender. No, it was for the benefit of the wedding because there was an embarrassment. They ran out of wine, and so God didn't want... He does not want you to be in any kind of situation that even brings embarrassment onto you. Man, he's a good God. I'm telling you, he's a good God. Discerning of spirits. Uh... You know, back when I learned about this, we always thought it was a demon. That's, that person has this discerning spirits because they, they thought there was a demon behind every rock, every tree. They were looking for demons. Yeah, that was flaky as all get out. But um, it was a supernatural power to detect the realm of spirits and their activities. It could be angels. How about, you know, there's angels that are spirits too, not just demons. And even attitudes of people that could be uh, the spirit moving on them or whatever. There's a, a gift to discern that. All right. Different kinds of tongues, supernatural utterance and languages not known to the speaker. These languages may be existing in the world or unknown in the sense that they are a means of communication by the Holy Spirit. This does not mean like, well, that's why I don't speak in tongues is because I don't have the gift. <clears throat> no. That's not what it's saying. This is a supernatural thing. Just like faith, this is a supernatural thing. 
and where you have this, and then there has to be the interpretation, which is the next gift, an interpretation of tongues. Super, you know, because I can, I can, in my private time, I speak in tongues all the time, and I don't get interpretation of all of that all the time. But I remember Oral Roberts said this. He says he prayed one time. He says, Lord, I'd like to know what I'm praying about in, the, in tongues in the supernatural realm. So you can do that as well. Thank you for your enthusiasm on that. Um, so there's the interpretation of tongues. So I, I said all of that, and my time is up. But you, So you have the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, gift of faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, gift of prophecy, discerning the spirits, different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. But then 1 Corinthians 14.1. Let me give you one last scripture. 1 Corinthians 14.1. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. He says pursue love. So above everything, above everything, it's love. Jesus moved in the gifts because he had compassion and love. Love is the motivating factor that would cause you to be that gift on the inside of you, to be woke up and to be used for his glory. I just believe we all need to be woke up when it's concerning the gifts. I believe God wants to use your gift in your family, at your workplace, the grocery store, or even if you're all by yourself driving down the car, driving in the car. <laughs> if I see you running behind the car and the car's going by itself, that is not a gift. <laughs> Although Tesla has a self-driving car. And you could be chasing it, but I don't know. But the point is this. God wants to use us. But you know what? You have to be, first of all, you have to have knowledge that this isn't even available. So that's why I'm teaching this today. This needs to be known that you have knowledge about these gifts, number one. Number two is that they need to be woke up. You can talk to God about it. God, is there anything? What have you placed inside of me? Whether it's these nine or the other gifts, there's something that God has placed on the inside of you, or maybe even more than one. All right? And it's to be a blessing, whether it's the gift of giving, whether it's encouragement or leadership or, or fill in the blank. Whatever we've been talking about today or the nine spiritual gifts, God wants to use you to bless his people. To bless people. God wants to bless people. But let's just be woke. Let's be awakened to what he wants done inside of you. There's going to be things that it, if it's going to be accomplished or done, it will take the supernatural power of God for it to be done. Are you hearing me? And who is he going to use? People. He's not going to come back down here on this planet and say, okay, guys, you step back. I've got this. No, 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 no. He's not. But what he will do, he's going to awaken the Jesus that's in the inside of you. And then you're going to say, oh, Jesus does have this because he just spoke this to me. He'll speak things to you to encourage people, to cause things to For there to be an expectation, cause people to believe again. People have just quit believing in God. But I believe if they see a supernatural thing happen, it will cause them to think, there is a God. He's alive and well. And he's thinking about me. God is thinking about you. God wants to show his goodness to all of us and to be a blessing. Amen.